0: Helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian certified counselor and award winning psychotherapist. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Life Transformation Show. In today's show, Michael will be using the biblical text in Job 2, verses 7 to 10 and Job 7, 13 to 20 as a backdrop to his topic, Psychosomatic Illnesses, the Suffering of Job. If you are new to this show, We are on the air every Monday at 9.30 a.m. You can find out more about our not-for-profit organization by going to elimcounselingministry.com Elim is spelled E-L-I-M counseling with two L's ministry.com or by calling one 877 544-3546. Five four four three five four six. 3546 Elim is a professional counseling organization that provides professional counseling from a Christian perspective. Your donations help us to stay on the air and to provide subsidized counseling to those who can't afford it. Let's go right into today's show. Today's show
1: is titled Psychomatic Illnesses, the Suffering of Job. And I do admit that this is a very strange topic. It's quite unusual to be using Job as an example of psychosomatic illnesses, because Job has been looked upon as the ideal model as to how to go through suffering, so Job lost his health, his wealth, his children, all to natural disaster in a short period of time. And when his wife became overwhelmed with the suffering and her losses, she cried out from an emotional space in her heart and she said to, to Job, why do you maintain your integrity? Curse God and die, and die. Yet Job was steadfast in his faith. And replied, shall we accept good from God and not trouble? That's Job chapter 2 verse 10. Job's approach to trauma is seen as the standard that we should all try to emulate. But is it? If we read the book of Job, we see that this approach to ignoring trauma and to move on with a stiff upper lip, Results in psychological symptoms and distress, and we see Job having these psychological symptoms later on in the book. We see from certain passages in in Job that he appeared to have become suicidal. This, yes, the same Job that said in the beginning, "Should we should we accept just good from God and not trouble?" That same Job become distressed and depressed to the point where he sounded as if he was suicidal. So we read in chapter 3 of Job, starting at verse 3, Job says, Let the day perish wherein I was born, and the night in which it was said there is a man-child conceived, let that day be darkness." let not god regard it from above neither let the light shine upon it let darkness and the shadow of death stain it let a cloud dwell upon it let the blackness of the day terrify it that job that's job chapter 3 verse 3 to 5 it doesn't sound in that in those verses that job was as positive as he was in the beginning. In the beginning, he sounded as if he was ready to accept the affliction that God had brought up on him. We So, we see a shift in Job. We have the Job in the beginning of the book that was afflicted by God, by the adversary, the devil. And we see the Job later on in the book that we just read in chapter 3, where he's now becoming depressed to the point where He he is now suicidal. We also see that Job started developing nightmare. This is what happened when we ignore trauma. When we ignore trauma, it comes back to haunt us in nightmares and physical pain and other types of mental illnesses. His nightmares and his depression speech Prove that there was also a physiological component to the suffering of Job. We often look at this passage and we see and read only the physical affliction, the, 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 the source that he had on his skin, and the description of his body. But we often miss the psychological component. And in Job chapter 7 verse 13 to Twenty, we get a glimpse into the psychological state of Job. And I'll just read those verses. In verse 13, we read, 13 and following, we read, When I think my bed will comfort me, and my couch will ease my complaint, even then you frighten me with dreams and terrify me with visions, so that... I prefer strangling and death rather than the, the this body of mine. I despise my life. I would not live forever. Let me alone. Let my days have no meaning. Then I'll jump down to verse 20. If I have sinned, what have I done to you? You who see everything we do. Why have you made me your target? Have I become a burden to you? And he's speaking there of God, and he's, and he's saying, God, have I become a burden to you? Why are you doing this to me? And so Job in this state doesn't sound as positive As he was in the beginning, there's something there that is shifted where now even his dreams have become tormented. And he's saying that he wish, again, there's some suicide language here where it seems as if he's wishing to die. Because in verse 15 that I have just read, he said, That he would prefer strangling and death. So, in other words, he's saying he's so distressed and depressed that in the state that he, he was in, he would prefer to be strangled in his sleep and to die rather than to wake the next day. It is with this in mind that I propose that Job might have developed psychosomatic condition as a result of the trauma that he suffered earlier in the book. As mentioned above, he was resolute in the beginning when he was first afflicted with physical illnesses, telling his wife that we have to accept trouble from God. We can't just want life to be pleasant all the time. But that was before the psychological, his psychological state deteriorated. So, Job, something happened to him mentally that shifted how he dealt with his suffering. And that reference to nightmares in chapter 7. What were the nightmares about? Is it possible that Job could have been dreaming about his deceased children. There is no mention of them in the book by Job after we are told in chapter 1 that his children were all killed in a natural disaster. Job never talked about them again in the book, but Job got caught up in a theological discussion with his friends about the meaning of suffering and whether or not the righteous should suffer. And so it is with many of us when we have suffered trauma, instead of talking about the trauma, instead of dealing with the trauma, we spiritualize it and we have religious discussion around what suffering means. But doing that will lead to psychological states that are maladaptive. Psychological states that might even bring us to the to the brink of suicide, like it did with Job. So I know for many of you listening today, I might be bursting your bubble. Maybe you have heard sermons preached before about Job and how we should suffer and be like Job that says, even though he slay me, yet will I trust him. But yet here today, I'm giving you another look at The character of Job, this biblical character, and the character that I am painting today that I am showing you from scriptures, not something that I am making up, these scriptures that I have read from the book of Job is showing that yes, we have Job whose body was afflicted initially and who responded resolutely initially by saying, yes, we have to accept suffering from God. But we also have the Job that as time progressed, his psychological state started to deteriorate. And I am proposing today, that job's psychological state deteriorated because he never talked about the real issue. He never talked about the children that he lost. He never talked about what it means to have been wealthy and to become become and to lose all of his wealth. The real pain was not discussed. What we have largely in the book of Job is a theological discussion about suffering and the meaning of suffering. So this is what happened when we stuff our trauma and we spiritualize it and we talk about other things instead of dealing with the trauma. We develop other psychological conditions which which sometimes exacerbate the physical suffering that we had in the beginning but i do understand that the term the term psychosomatic illness is a very loaded term and to many of you listening today you're thinking that it's it's a bit far fetched that i am saying that job had some kind of psychosomatic illness so let me define what I mean by psychosomatic illness. Psychosomatic comes from two words. One is the word psych and the other is the word soma. So psych means the mind has to do with the mind and soma has to do with the body. And so it's a way of saying that there are illnesses which are perpetuated by the mind. There's something that's going on in the mind that either exacerbates the physical condition that the person had initially, maintains that condition that the person had initially, or it might be a case that the mind, because of unresolved trauma, uh, creates physical symptoms in the body that results in pain, results in fatigue, and even results in in physical symptoms that that the, the person is suffering from. But maybe doctors are not able to find out any any physical reasons why the pain is there. So. It's important to realize too that when we speak of psychosomatic illnesses, we are not saying that these illnesses are made up by the patient or, or by the person who is suffering. That's another misconception. That's why I said it's a loaded term because many of you will listen to this and say, Michael, what is it? Is there something wrong with you this morning? Why are you saying that Job is making up his suffering when we know that God inflicted him or allowed the devil to inflict him? With these physical conditions. So it's not saying it is made up, it's not saying that it's not real but there is a sense in which a psychological state the psychological state of a person can worsen their condition and can can make illnesses persist and make even new illnesses uh, manifest itself because of what's going on in the mind so psychosomatic illnesses has to do with both the brain and the mind so md susan o'sullivan in this article that she wrote in psychology today in this website that called psychology today that's entitled when the body speaks she says quote modern society likes the idea that we can think ourselves better When we are unwell, we tell ourselves that if we adopt a positive mental attitude, we will have a better chance of recovery. I am sure that is correct, but society has not fully woken up to the frequency with which people do the opposite, unconsciously thinking themselves ill. And Susan O'Sullivan is not saying that when people think themselves ill, that they are not ill. You know, she goes on in the article to explain that the pain is real, the suffering is real, but the root of it is in the mind. It's not in the tissue. It's not in the tissue of the body itself. Interestingly, uh, she also talks about uh, research that was done with patients who have psychosomatic paralysis. These are patients who are literally paralyzed, and they, they, there is no physical reasons why they should be paralyzed. When they're examined, they, the, everything seems to be intact. Their spine is intact. Their muscles are strong enough that they should be able to walk. But these patients are not able to walk. And what they did is a study in which they got other patients to pretend as if they are they're paralyzed, and they took the brain activity of both sets. So you have the patients who are suffering from psychosomatic illnesses, and then you have this other group that they're just pretending that they're paralyzed, but they're not really paralyzed. And what the research shows is that people with psychosomatic illnesses, that their brain waves look very different than the people who are pretending to be paralyzed. So what we are saying here is not that people are pretending. We're not saying Job is pretending or that people who have psychosomatic illnesses are pretending. We're saying that it is something that the root of it is in the mind. And I'm thinking in the story of Job, I'm using this example of Job because Job suffered severe trauma. And Job, throughout the book, didn't talk about his children, as I said before, didn't talk about his trauma. And when, when we don't talk about the trauma that we suffer, it's, it results in physical illnesses. It results in pain. It results in symptoms that are unexplained by medical examinations.
0: Michael will be right back. You have been listening to the Live Transformation Show where award-winning psychotherapist Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services has been speaking on the topic psychosomatic illnesses, the suffering of Job. If you missed the first part of the show, you can find it by linking to our YouTube channel on our website at Ministry.com, where you can also make a donation to this Christ-centered ministry. Back to Michael.
1: So psychosomatic illnesses and discussion about psychosomatic illnesses has, has been uh discussed a lot online. There are articles that are written every day about psychosomatic illnesses. And it's important to note that when we are talking about Job suffering from psychosomatic illnesses, this is not far-fetched. Some of the literature out there say that we all suffer from psychosomatic Uh, disorder, psychomatic illnesses, when we are sick in some way, because the the connection between the mind and the body uh, is there in every illness to some extent. So we are talking about on a continuum here, where there are some people who are further along the continuum for psychosomatic disorders than others. But every illness has a mental component to some degree. And we see that in in the book of Job, there is a mental component, as we said earlier. And one of the things that we notice, uh, we know about psychosomatic illnesses, is that people with psychosomatic illnesses often become preoccupied with thinking about the symptoms. They become hooked on paying attention to the symptoms. And we see this in the book of Job, where there are several mention in chapter 7, verse 5. He talks about his flesh, and he says, My flesh is closed with worms and clods of dust. My skin is broken and become loathsome. So there are some... Uh, some thought about psychosomatic illness where it is believed that because of the way how uh, psychosomatic, people with psychosomatic illness become focused on their disorder or, or their symptoms, that there is often an exaggeration as to what, they're actually perceiving. In other words, how they're perceiving their illness is sometimes exaggerated than how it really is. In other words, they're thinking themselves to be more sick than they really are. And this is a self-fulfilling prophecy in some way, because if you tell yourself that you are sick and that you are more sick than you are, then you're actually setting up your body and your immune system to become more sick and so uh people who study psychosomatic illnesses says that there is a is is a sense in which they there is a real sense in which these illnesses are made worse by the anxiety that people have about their symptoms so if you have a symptom and you have Anxiety about that symptom and you don't get treated for that anxiety, the symptom is likely to persist and to get more. And they're saying that with all disorders, there is a connection with our mental state. How we think about it is very, very Important. So when we are saying that in this podcast that Job probably had some kind of psychosomatic illnesses, it is not far fetched because we see that Job talks about his symptom a lot. He became really focused on his suffering and less focused on God as the book progressed. In other words, the, the Job that said in the beginning of the book that we have to accept suffering from God, uh, spoke in ways that he was not accepting of that suffering, that he was resentful of the suffering that God has brought, had brought his way. And I think as a re- result of this and the, the refusal to, to deal with underlying cause of what it was that was really driving his fear that that the situation uh, worsened over time. In chapter 7, verse 19. Uh Job said how long will thou not depart from me nor let me alone till I swallow down my spittle so it is it is thought here that Job was at a place where maybe even his swallowing was affected and we know that people who are in high stressed state that they often develop the sensation of choking where they feel as if they're having difficult difficulty swallowing and that might not be a physical thing it might just be that the stress that they're carrying in their body is making their throat constrict and feel as if they can't swallow and many people who have psychosomatic illness the literature bears out that difficulty swallowing is one of those symptoms that we often see in people with psychosomatic illnesses so Joe became focused with his symptom. So today we also hear a lot of talk about uh, suffering uh, diseases such as fibromyalgia. And this disease has a very strong mental component as well. They've done research that shows that a lot of people who have fibromyalgia, that they also have other issues that have not been resolved. Many of these people have trauma in their lives. They are suffering also from PTSD. Many of them have been abuse victims. And these underlying issues have not been resolved. So in, in in all cases where doctors come across patients who have these psychological conditions that they can't find anything physically wrong and, and that they're not responding to medicine, doctors will rec- refer these clients to psychologists and psychotherapists because they're is this realization that the sickness lies not in the tissue itself but in the mind. And the good news is that through counseling, uh, many People who have had fibromyalgia and who have had chronic fatigue syndrome who just is not responding to any medication that is given, that when they do get help for the root causes of these diseases, that they fear much better. The National Health Services website lists stress as one of the number one, uh, contributing factors to fibromyalgia and I think it's one of the contributing factors to chronic health uh, sy- chronic fatigue syndrome as well and these uh, stress and anxiety that people carry in their body and their minds is as a result of unresolved trauma and things from the past that they have suppressed and that they are not dealing with so, the, to, so to be treated for these conditions such, a, such as fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome, it's important that there is a psychological component. As a matter of fact, on the same uh, National Health Service website, they point to research in 2010 where they says that cognitive behavior therapy was one of the most effective psychological treatment for these conditions. So when we think of how God came On the scene and how he talked with Job, we see some cognitive behavior principle in God's approach to Job in the book where he asks Job's question to, to, to probe to the deeper things that is at the root of Job's fear and to help Job to understand that he does not have all the answers. And so it's important that if you're suffering from any of these conditions that you get psychological Help, and we'll be happy to help you. Uh, our our practice is not just a radio show. We have counselors on staff that will be happy to help you with whatever you're going through. So next week we're going to do part two of this show where we are going to be looking at what you can do if you're suffering from fibromyalgia or you're suffering from chronic fatigue syndrome or if you have any kind of illness that is not responding to to medical treatment and these tips that we are going to be given in next week's show is going to be very helpful because many of them can be practiced at home. So we want to thank you so much for being with us on this episode of the Life Transformation show. We want to remind you that if you enjoyed this show that please consider making a donation to our ministry. We are a not-for-profit organization so we count on your, your support to stay on the air. We also count on your support to be able to provide subsidized counseling to those in need and who cannot afford it. So if you would like to make a contribution, you can do so by going to our website, elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. We also want to remind you that you can call us at 1-877-544-3546. If you missed the first part of this show, you can find it on our website, elimcounselingministry.com. On our YouTube channel, which can be accessed through our website, there are over 200 shows with various topics that you can listen to that can be helpful to whatever it is that you're going through. So until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services, praying that God would bless you in all all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.